This is the GGC Life Podcast. Dive right in. So please prepare your hearts and spirit with me um, because we're just going to get into um, the meat of it all. And I really feel this morning is just, I, I felt just God put in my heart to just declare and to really to prophesy and to speak truth over your life. Because truth is what will change us. Truth is what will shift. It'll shift the way we see things. It'll shift the way we live. And um, I want to say this now, but we, we are going to have a time of prayer and ministry afterwards, both with the laying on of hands, but I feel even more important than that is that you see the Lord. That Holy Spirit himself is the one that you encounter. Not another man, not a, just another leader of us just praying, but you, you encounter the Lord. See, Holy Spirit is often taught as, or not often, it's not even taught. We refer to the Holy Spirit as an it. Am I right? Do we almost, we, we hear that in, in, in circles and we go, oh, yeah, it's like this. It, it feels like this. The Holy Spirit is a person. Yep. It's true. It's good. The Holy Spirit is a person. All right. If you guys want to turn to um, Matthew 3, verse 13, um, and if you'd like to bookmark it as well, um, just in Acts 1 and 2, we'll, um, we will kind of go in, in and out of that as well. I'll just give you a moment. Pulling it in. Hello. Is that better? Whatever's easier. Better? Hear me? We good? So, your inheritance is the supernatural life. We are, oh wow, it's amazing. I was about to quote the but by my spirit thing. But by my spirit is but by his spirit. We're referring to the Holy Spirit. And something, if, if you can just catch, see the, the, the heart of my message this morning is, and if you can, if you can really catch this, the, the heart of my message is that truth triumphs over temptation. And the title of my message is your inheritance, meaning everything that you have access to own and can possess is the supernatural life. The supernatural life isn't this weird, washy, just like sometimes we see the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, which can appear to be weird, but it's not weird. The Holy Spirit isn't weird. The Holy Spirit's a person. And sometimes I, our own uh, way of expressing how we feel God's encountering us might appear to be weird by others. And that's, gonna, that's another whole message. We're not going to go there. To live by His Spirit. Oh dear, all these notifications. God bless them all. May you close them all. To live by His Spirit is to be fully convinced of Jesus as the Christ. To live by His Spirit is to believe in the entirety of this Word. To live by His Spirit isn't being a, and I I, I say this with all love in my heart, is not to be this wishy-washy Christian that is swayed to and fro by every prophetic word, by every uh, political argument, by every, like we need to be in politics. 
We need to be in the world. We need to be in the workforce. We need to be in all the drama that the world has before us. We do. But to live by His Spirit is grounded in this Word. And if we are living a life outside of this Word, this, our sp- this is our spine. This is, this is what's holding my body together. This is what's commanding my ligaments and muscles to move. It's connected to His brain. It's a spine of my life. And if, it's that, if that's not there, we're living as spineless Christians. Man, this is not even my message. But I, just, I feel God is just really, he's, he's, he's wanting us as believers to step into our call, our, 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 our mandate, our mission, the purposes of God made manifest. We cannot afford to call ourselves Christians and, and live like the world. We're adulterers of the world. We're being the scar that we, we, we look like the world, we taste like the world, and we're nothing different. To live by His Spirit is to have the Spirit leading the way. See, I, I wake up almost, I'm not going to say every morning, I, I wake up almost every single morning with this personal declaration of mine. It's just a personal conviction. I'm not telling you to do this. But I wake up and I, I say, my Spirit leads my soul listens, my flesh says, yes, sir. And I have to declare it over my life. And I declare it, his spirit in me, his spirit's leading. My soul, my mind, everything that the world has to say, every, every temptation, every thought listens and my flesh just simply comes into obedience. But I cannot let my spirit lead. My spirit cannot even lead. My, my spirit as much as his spirit in me, his spirit as much as he wants to lead, cannot lead if there's no foundation, if there's no word in you, if you've not received the Holy Spirit and fire. This morning, I pray for not only your salvation, but I pray that this morning you walk away completely changed and you see that you have a purpose in God that looks different to where you're walking now. Jesus' coming was not just a ticket to heaven. It's heaven on earth now. If you guys turn to Matthew 3. Matthew 3, 13. Before I go there, just keep turning there. But Holy Spirit isn't an it. It is a person. And we see in Acts 2, 38. I just want to read this. Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So sometimes we refer to the Holy Spirit. We think but by this whole this month and six weeks, whatever it is, of going through this series of but by my spirit, we see it as an it. We're seeing but, but by its spirit. The Spirit's a person. See, the gift of the Holy Spirit is the dynamis power, the dynamite power that comes with the Holy Spirit residing in you. We see, Leon uh, mentioned it earlier, when Jesus was walking through and the, the, the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. He said, Jesus said, I felt power leave me. I felt the dynamis power of the Holy Spirit that was with him leave me. Not leave me, but like be released from me so that someone else could, 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 could touch it. That is your inheritance. 
All right. Matthew 3. Then Jesus, 13. Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. But Jesus answering said to him, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. When we understand what is taking place here and what he continued to fulfill, being Christ, the way that we live, the stance of which we live, it completely changes. After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open. And he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting upon him, and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now, there's a few things, and we'll touch on it a bit later, but there's a few things that we got to see there with the baptism is that Jesus did it to fulfill all righteousness. He did it to have a public display that he has covenant with God, that he has relationship with God. He also did it as a foreshadowing for his, he, he's there to take your sin. See, what, what happens when we bath, right? What happens when we bath? We clean ourselves. Is that right? Yeah, we bath. Yep, yep, following. When we bath, we clean ourselves. The, to, to be baptized comes from the Greek word baptizo. I can't pronounce it, I'm not Greek. Baptizo, whatever. Baptismo. I don't think it has M. Anyways. But it, it, it means to be immersed. Jesus, who had no sin, had no need to be immersed. But he did it to fulfill all righteousness. He did it to show covenant with God. He did it so that we could follow him. But he also did it to represent that he knew he was taking on all of our sin, all of our muck, so that we may live by his spirit. Moving on. So now we're going into where Jesus gets tempted. So now then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So the heart of my message this morning is that truth triumphs over your experience. And the title of my message is Your Inheritance is the Supernatural Life. The heart of God is to see you understand, one, His written tr word is truth. We need to see this word as the complete, unadulterated truth. We need to learn to interpret it well. We need to learn to read it well. We need to learn to understand it. But it is the word of God. Two, tri uh, truth triumphs over experience. And three, Experience guided by truth is the supernatural life. I'm going to repeat that again. His written word is the truth. Truth triumphs over our experience. So this word overcomes how we're feeling in a moment experiences 
So our day-to-day life, our emotions, our family, everything we do, the, the outworking of our life, the ex- experiences guided by truth is the supernatural life. The supernatural life isn't a wishy-washy, weird, by the wind, by the wave, here today, gone tomorrow life. By the Spirit is grounded in this word and every experience, encounter, relationship, everything we have is influenced by the foundation that we have on this word. If we fail to live like that, His grace is sufficient. But if we do, we step out of the purposes of God for your life. His grace never ceases. In, um, oh, it'll, it'll come to me. In the Bible, <laughs> I have it actually written down. Although we may be without, without faith, he remains faithful. He never changes. When we change, it's because we've stepped out of the foundation of this word. Moving on. All right. Verse four, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, See, the devil remains the same too. His tactic never changed. Adam and Eve. Did God really say? If you are the son of God, it's the only, only card he has. Throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands, they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. He's reading scripture. Jesus said to him, on the other hands, it is what? Written. It is what? It is in this word, truth triumphs over experience. Jesus was just fasting for 40 days. He's hungry, he's tired, he's weary. The devil's at him saying this, this, and this. This is what you can be. They're true temptations, guys. Jesus was fully man and fully God. But it's not a temptation if if it wasn't possible. It's not a temptation if it couldn't, to a degree, take place. On the other hand, Jesus said, it is written, it is in this word. It is true to say, you shall not put the Lord, your God, to the test. Verse eight, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you, which is another sermon, but he could then. It's a true temptation. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, Go, Satan, commanded the devil, leave. Go, Satan, for what? For it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God 
and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and began to minister to him. How much of our life do we just live and pray and just hope the devil kind of leaves or hope temptation flees? See, God sometimes actually sets us up to be tested, but he's never the tempter. He's, he's, only the enemy tempts, only the devil tempts. How often when a temptation arises or when, when ill words are spoken over your life, you're backing it with the scriptures that he says over you. To live by his spirit, the supernatural life is founded in knowing the word. The supernatural life, to see miracles take place, is to know what he said. So it's really important for those that are writing notes, I did write a couple of things because I know some people like to learn with notes. Point one is Jesus' baptism was a sign of your inheritance. We must understand what took place there when he was baptized. Point number two is truth triumphs over temptation. Truth triumphs over temptation. He said, I am, what? Forgiven. Romans 3, Colossians 2, and and the whole Bible says that you were forgiven. (laughs) But I just wanted to list a couple for you. He said, I'm loved, John 3, 16, and every other scripture. He said, I am already like him. Genesis 1, we're creating in the image of God, in his likeness. Sometimes we strive to be like him outside of him, and that's not of him and you're going into dangerous ground. He said, I will be comforted, Matthew 5. He said, I will have full satisfaction, Matthew 5. If you're not satisfied with whatever you're going through, I promise you there is satisfaction in him. There is a well that never runs dry. His river, when you drink from his word, when you read this, you receive from what he is saying to you, there is full satisfaction. You're tempted from the world, there is living bread. There is living water that will never dry up. He said the kingdom of heaven is already mine. Matthew 5 again. Look at Matthew 5, the Beatitudes. It's the attitudes of being. He said, I can pray for the sick and they will be healed. There's some people in this room that are believing their experience over the truth that will set you free. Scriptures, Exodus 15, Isaiah 53, Matthew 8, 1 Peter 2, Exodus 23, Psalm 103, John 14, all scriptures that pertain to your healing and your freedom. The word of God says to pray for the sick and they will be healed. 
just because you may not yet have experienced the healing, truth triumphs over experience. It may not have happened, and I can't answer why it didn't happen, but I can tell you, it can happen. He said, I'm free, John 8, 36. There's one thing to be prayed free. There's one thing to be in bondage or to be in pain and to get prayer for and see healing take place. And that is the outworking, out, that's the display, that is the, that is the manifestation, you can say, of the supernatural life. When we pray, we do it all the time here for those that have been here before. We pray for those that are sick. We prophesy. We, we do as the Word of God says, and, and, and we stick by the Word, and, 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 that's, and that's it. That's one side. That's one element. And it is true. It is full of power. We have been commissioned. In John 14, Jesus, uh, Jesus said, you'll do everything that I did and greater things. He commissioned us to go. But there's also this other side, which is truth. Understanding the Word of God and the power that it has and allowing this Word to wash over you will set you free. To fully believe the unadulterated Word of God, to read, to be hungry, to to dive in and to seek nothing else, you can be free. And there's people in this room, I know it because I was there too, who are, you're right now hearing everything I'm saying, I'm saying and, and you're just thinking to myself, man, how? How? What do I do? It is so, so, so attainable. It is so attainable. I don't want to use the word easy because for some it might not feel like that, but it really is easy. You know what Jesus did throughout all of Scripture is that he pulled himself away from the crowd. What does the crowd look like to you? Pulled himself away from work. He pulled himself away from family maybe at times. He pulled himself away from maybe social events at times. He went to the mountains alone. He went to a secret place alone and he prayed. He sought after the Lord. My challenge to you, and I say this unapologetically, but really is church. How much are we reading this word? How much is this the foundation to our life? I'm not here to call the church out, but who's eating breakfast this morning? I'm not going to ask if you've not read the Bible today, but who's eating breakfast this morning? Surely there's more than that. Jeepers, a lot of you guys are in it fasting, right? Jeepers, <laughs> eat food. All right, who ate food yesterday? Ah, it's a lot better. Some fasters over there, that's all right. Who's not eating food for a couple of days? Yeah, come put up your hands. Who's not eating food for a week? Not many people, okay. I promise you, the same way that your body starts to physically shut off, your spirit is crying out, Abba, Father. Your spirit is crying out, 
I need him. Your spirit cannot survive without him in you. It cannot. And we can live as we can live as dead believers here on earth. We can believe what Jesus did, but live dead and live like the rest of the world. Or we can live free. We can live out of bondage. We can live in truth. Are you following? All right. See, the supernatural life is to be fully convinced. What did I say at the start at the message? I said, I said this, to live by spirit is to fully believe Jesus as the Christ. We're all little Christ-like ones, but he's the Christ, the anointed one. To live by his spirit is to believe in his written word. To live by his spirit is him leading the way in all and through all. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is so precious and is a person and he brings the gift of power where we see healings and the outworking of the miraculous. But my friends, with what Jesus did when he was baptized, his perfect life lived, his death and his conquering of death and resurrection, he gave you. He said, I must go so that the helper may come. Why should the helper come? So that we can live as he lived. Otherwise, we just live as they did of old in the old covenant. We have the ability, friends, to live as Christ did, not by our own strength. And I promise you, you'll continue to walk down this rocky road that you call life, and it'll keep being rocky outside of Him. Are you hearing me? All right, final point is be filled by His Spirit and go. Acts 2, for those that want to turn there. And then we're going to close. We're going to pray. Acts 2. In fact, uh, Miguel was just reading it. So beautiful. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And Leon was even referring to it earlier. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves. And they rested on each of them. And they were all, all, Everyone say this, all All. filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. And the Spirit was giving them utterance. All of them, Jesus ascended, all of them. And this is for you guys. This is your inheritance is the supernatural life. All of them were filled by the Spirit of God 
And the dynamite, dunamis power of God is the outworking of the Holy Spirit in you. It is seeing miracles take place. It is seeing demons flee. It is seeing demons flee. I, I can't, I've seen a number of times where people have been set free from demonic strongholds. And this morning, if you have, if you are bound by sin, if you were oppressed in any way, I'm telling you that this morning it begins. Freedom is knocking on your door. Friends, this morning, it's, it's, it, it can be, it's not a motivational speech. Please don't, don't you dare hear it like this. This is the Word from God. This is the Word of God. This morning can be your morning. This can be the start of something completely new. Freedom is knocking at your door. Stop believing, friends, get this. Stop believing your experiences above His grace that so wants to change you. Stop believing your experiences above His truth that is washing over you. Friends, I'm telling you this morning that as you read His Word, you, you, you are filled by His Spirit. You read His Word and you, and you go. You will not look like the world. The dynamis power of God, the dynamite outworking power of God, the baptism of fire, the anointing of precious Holy Spirit will come upon you. Not for the glory of our sake, but so that Jesus may be glorified. The outworking of the prophetic is to bring glory to one King the King of Kings. Thank you, Jesus. We must believe in Him. We must believe Him and we must repent. Friends, if you believe, you've, re you've repented and you believe, then the next step is to be baptized in water. And if you've not been baptized in water, please come up to myself, Leon, or Sal afterwards, and we will organize that. We, we want to see you baptized, just as Jesus was, and just as we were commissioned all throughout Scripture, all throughout Acts, all throughout the Word of God, for the remission of our sins, for the public display of our commitment and covenant with Christ. If you've been water baptized, then the next step is to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and fire. Thanks for listening to the GGC Life podcast. We hope you feel encouraged. Be blessed.